hello and happy sunday to all my beautiful listeners today it's your host kim welcome back to the self-love witch podcast as promised i am dropping another episode within the soft girl series so today's episode as you can see by the title it's about using our rest as an act of resistance and i'm just going to expand on why our rest is an act of resistance not only that i'm also going to touch on ways to de-stress Because I just feel stress is one of the biggest, oh goodness, one of the biggest problems for women in general. I feel that we don't necessarily know how to manage it. I feel that we don't know how to tune into ourselves and notice when things are too much. I feel like we are over-nurturers. I feel like we are over-givers. You know, over-lovers, you know. I feel like we just do a lot of things in excessiveness sometimes to the point that we don't notice that we're doing the most to the extent that we are draining ourselves you know so I am gonna dive right into this so once again thanks for tuning in so using our rest as an act of resistance right because we're in a world that consistently is finding ways to disconnect us from ourselves and be dependent on others perceptions of ourselves as far as what we should be doing, how we should respond to situations, how we should operate on a day-to-day basis, right? So I feel like rest is revolutionary, especially for us as women, because slowing down to take the time to tune into ourselves, one, it keeps our intuition up to par. It's great spiritual hygiene, okay? And, And it's our responsibility to stay connected to ourselves and not get engulfed in the chaos of all things occurring outside of ourselves, right? So when I talk about spiritual hygiene, I feel like that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing about just our rest because I'm a very holistic-minded person. So even when things are going wrong physically, I always want to look at what's going on mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically. Like I always want to know what's the full compass. And that's why I enjoy holistic health so much because it incorporates it doesn't leave anything out it incorporates everything that is a part of our human existence right and i feel like that's very important to integrate within healing anything right so it's great spiritual hygiene because one in this kind of world this is a hustle culture we have going on in this world everyone's on go 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 um my goal is to slow 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 i, <laughs> I don't know about y'all but I have no desire to be in the hustle hustle girl culture at all. I just want to be within my calling and do what I'm supposed to do and, you know, do my best with my gifts and expand on that. But I'm not ever striving to be in competitive arenas. I'm not ever striving to be in this hustle bustle race to the top. I'm just, I'm not that kind of person. And I feel like when you are spiritual, you do adopt that mindset where it's like when things are for me they cannot be they cannot be taken from me they are mine they're just waiting for me to align with them so that they can come forth to me and that's legit my mindset so when it comes to spiritual hygiene you know in this culture where we're just hustling and bustling we're around so many different energies we're around so many different things that can impact us on a day-to-day basis you know we have family we have friend issues we have work issues we have financial things financial obligations we have a lot of things outside of us especially if you are someone who is a businesswoman or just anyone who has a lot of obligations you know mothers anyone you know any woman 
it's very important for us to slow down. We have to have those moments to slow down. And even if it's for five minutes a day, like, and this sounds so cliche, but I legit was the type to be like, I don't have time. Like, I'm just always stressing my mind. I don't have time. I don't have time. You got to make time for yourself, you know, even while you're taking a shower, if you just close your eyes for five minutes in that shower and just breathe, focus on your breath work, you know, focus on just settling into your body. I don't know um, if you guys have ever tried this, but recently, since I've been home a lot more often now, I have been kind of just pausing and I've been like, do I feel like I'm within my body? Because you know when life is just life and right, and it's so many things going on, and you just pause. I don't know, but I paused and I was like, you know what? I don't feel like I'm in my body. I feel like I felt like my brain was in overdrive. I was definitely very stressed at the time. My brain was in overdrive. I felt like my body was just it just kept going despite me wanting to slow down. Like I just felt like my body would not rest. And so eventually, of course, you know, I feel like if you don't slow down, when you get the signs, your body's going to slow you down for you um, or God will slow you down, you know. So I finally was like, OK, I need to settle into my body. So I remember sitting there and I was like, I'm going to just go through every part of my body. And I'm just going to be like, bring the energy to my head, bring the energy to my neck, bring the energy to my chest, bring the energy to my my waist, to my belly button, to my thighs, to my hips, to, to everything, all the way, you know, up and down, because I wanted to make sure I was registering how I felt in each part of my body and making sure I was in tune with myself and even stretching too, you know, stretching to me is one of the biggest ways that I do tune into myself to tune into my body, which helps me tune into myself. And it's all about just learning what works for you. But it helps me tune into myself because when I'm stretching and I'm moving my body, uh, especially with dancing, I love to dance. When I do those things for myself, I notice it's imperative for me because it keeps me feeling in control of my being. You know, I feel like in order to feel like you're not like life is not just living you and you're living life. It's important to always feel like you're within yourself and you are, you know, and you're you know, living, you know what I mean? And you're not on overdrive and you're not being robotic with your day-to-day experiences. And, you know, I feel like that's, that's a huge thing. And I feel like it's really helped me so far in my journey of, you know, using my rest intentionally because, you know, it's sleeping, sleeping isn't enough these days. I mean, (laughs) sleeping ain't enough. No, a lot of people don't find peace in their sleep. You know, so people have to find other ways to find peace and to bring that peace in. So, you know, if if you're into that, I would, you know, definitely recommend you to try that because it definitely is um, it's grounding. It's very grounding. I feel like being grounded is very important, too. So, you know me, I do have a list here. So aside of, um, you know, us being connected to ourselves, I also want to touch on with using our rest as a revolutionary act, not only for ourselves, but just as, you know, just in general, I feel like we need to incorporate more rest nationwide. You know, I feel like there's so much stress and people are consumed with the things that really don't necessarily matter. Um, People's perceptions of them, you know, things that really they can't control. You know what I mean? So 
I want to touch on, you know, us in our singlehood and just talk about using our singlehood and our solitude intentionally. You know what I mean? And, you know, you don't have to ignore when you need time for yourself. You don't have to be afraid to say no either. I think this year was the year that I really learned the power of not only my silence, but of saying no. And I never really was a people pleaser, but I feel like this year I kind of dived into my people pleasing ways a little bit. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I definitely dived into my people pleasing ways a little bit to the extent where I found myself over accommodating certain people that, um, you know, I just feel like didn't deserve that. You know what I'm saying? Especially because I was finding myself putting myself on the back burner and putting myself secondary when in reality, you know, when you're interacting with anyone, you guys should both have a love for yourself to the extent where you guys are not going to put yourselves in positions where you feel like you are compromising yourself, but also have that love for each other where it's like, I'm going to make sure you're not compromising yourself either, you know? And I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I look for now within friendships and within relationships is that I want to make sure that there's this large, you know, very deep understanding that at the end of the day, we want to make sure that all of our boundaries are being respected and we are all feeling like our voice matters and we're all feeling like we can speak up and, you know, things like that. So, you know, apart from that, using that singlehood and solitude intentionally is you know don't look at that time period as a time to dwell on what you do not have whether it's a lover whether it's friendships because honestly speaking I have been on both sides of the spectrum I've had times where I've had no friends no lovers um and I've been to myself and I I didn't use that time properly I used it to dwell on what I didn't have Instead of using it, um, how I'm using it now, which is to really be in a relationship with myself and, and really focus on what makes me happy, doing what makes me happy, figuring out what my boundaries are even more so. I'm digging way deeper into that. Figuring out who I am, learning to love myself in a multitude of different ways. And, you know... I think it's a beautiful thing to look at that concept of your relationship with yourself during your solitude, because honestly speaking, I think relationships are very beautiful when they're healthy, when they're aligned and they're, you know, divinely connected. But other than that, I feel like they can be distractions and they can be things that, you know, they can be teachers, but I feel like sometimes we, we get into situations or into connections with people that really are distractions to our, you know, our evolution. And sometimes we seek those distractions and subconsciously, we don't realize we do it, but sometimes we look for those things to distract us from what we really need to work on. So, you know, I always implore us to really kind of explore why we're dating, why we're friends with certain people. Like the last episode I did about evaluating your tribe. You want to evaluate why you guys are friends, why you guys are connected, what value they bring into your life, what value you bring into their life, you know, and really make sure you're not really wasting your time or just finding ways to neglect yourself. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go straight into de-stressing our life 
you know, a part of that rest being an act of resistance. I want to identify stress and talk about ways to identify stress, you know, because stress comes in a multitude of ways. It's not just things that are going on that can add stress to your life. It's also we have ways that we stress ourselves out that we don't necessarily pay attention to. So I'm really diving into that, honestly. So lo and behold, we all know stress kills and impairs our judgment it impairs our intuition it impairs our creative abilities our focus our hormones i can go on forever right but stress is just stress is something that it's an unmistakable feeling and it really does it really can break a person and we all know that we all know that stress can only break a person so these ways that um i'm currently practicing to distress my life because that is so imperative to me i don't i'm I'm gonna tell you right now i do not have a high um stress tolerance i don't i don't and if you're like me where you have had um a very anxious kind of childhood or you were very um you know, you were in situations where you had to be in survival for extended periods of time growing up. I do want to say, like, getting out of that survival mode, it definitely is hard. But once you do, um, and stress does come back, you it is triggering. It's very, very triggering. Um, little situations can feel like the utmost craziest situations because of triggers, you know. Trauma does remain in the body for extended periods of time. Um, and not only that, triggers are very real and you do have to pay attention to yours and, you know, don't let anyone tell you that you should not have a trigger. A trigger is a trigger because it's your personal trigger. You know what I mean? So it's all about knowing yourself, knowing ourselves and knowing how to catch it and knowing how to kind of just try your best to, you know, use preventative care to kind of stay you know not have as many situations where you are triggered right so when you know you don't have a high stress tolerance like myself having a distressor routine is very important so i'm gonna touch on mine right so one of the things that i like to do you know as much as i can is to do like a daily energy release whether that's just having quiet time right after work where I'm not really talking to anyone. I'm taking like an hour or two to myself and I'm just, you know, I'm not, my, my messages are muted. My, my phone is on DND. I have a book or I'm listening to music or I'm just settling into myself or I'm cleaning. I just have to have moments where I am transmuting my energy, especially if it was a stressful day. Um, you know, I like to go on walks in the park. I love to watch the sunset. That's something for me that I like to do. I like to be in nature. Nature always de-stresses me all the time. Hug a tree and don't care if if you look crazy to people, okay? Hug a tree. I promise you to change your life. Hug a tree, you know? Um, <laughs> hug a tree. Promise you, promise you. Speak to a tree. You know, they're listening all the time. They talk back too. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they talk back, you know. So, you know, try that out, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff. I will also say affirmations for sure. You know, mirror work. I'm always big on mirror work. That will be the next episode. I really want to dive into that. That's huge on feminine energy and just 
really really using that as like a magical um vortex of some sort it's it's very very divine when you break it down so excited for that episode but yeah affirmations speaking to yourself speaking love into yourself that's another way to release energy especially if you've given yourself affirmations that counteract the things that you experienced that day so let's say you had a day that was just completely unloving and and everyone was just mean and life was just life and speak what you need to hear the things that you need to hear that day speak those things to yourself you know what I mean because you are your first lover you know you are your first friend you are your first everything so speak those things to yourself because not only does it kind of retrain your mind subconsciously to always find that silver lining and to, and to know how to automatically uplift yourself but it also instills discipline you know within yourself it instills discipline to consistently have your own back consistently you know show yourself the love that people may not be giving you because there, there are going to be many days where sometimes you may not feel the love around you. You know, there, there can be throughout our lifetime. I feel like we all have experienced this before. Where you're not feeling the love, you're not feeling the support, you're not feeling, um, you know, you're not feeling inspired that day. You're not feeling motivated. There are going to be days like that. And I feel like we do have to have routines and we have to have ways that we can be that for ourselves. Because we can't always depend on other people. We can't be codependent to the extent where we don't know how to find love within ourselves. And I touched so hardly on that because I recently went to a meditation. Um, it was hosted at the Smudge Life, um, which is in Tampa, Florida. Um, it's a black-owned holistic center where they have, you know, crystals. They host classes, workshops. I want to give a shout-out because it was amazing. And um, the woman who hosted the meditation, her name on Instagram is Zahara's Living. And I just want to make sure that I give the correct spelling because I'm always about supporting healers in the community because, first of all, period, because that's always a beautiful thing to extend out. So it's spelled Z-A-H-A-R-A-S, living. So it's a Harris living. She's a self-care coach. I love the meditation. It was so beautiful. So the meditation, you know, we were invited to go ahead and climb a mountain and speak to our higher self and you know we were told to see what we looked like we were told to you know talk about what happened we had a cup of tea with them you know with ourselves basically (laughs) and what we were talking about and what our higher selves told ourselves and I'm going to speak openly about mine mine told me that well she told me I told me (laughs) that The love that you seek is a love that you have neglected to give to yourself. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) Okay, self, um, I know we're really bold in our expression. Like, did you have to read me like that? And she was like, absolutely. Absolutely, yes, I did. You know, and, and I'm like, okay, okay, fine. And then, you know, I proceeded to hug me, and when I hugged myself, it was like, I felt the love that I realized 
I feel that I did not have present in my life. Um, And I feel like that's because I was looking for love in the wrong places for a little while. You know, I feel like I didn't really... I feel like I didn't really understand that the connections I was forming um, over the past year and a half, not all of them, but a few of them, were just not, they're, they're kind of ego-based, kind of ego-based, kind of not really substantial and genuine and, you know, and, and, and it showed. I learned my lessons this year. When I tell you 2023... 2023 really taught me you know this was a seven year a very spiritual year and I tell you yes it was yes it was um and it really flew by I'm like wow um (laughs) but yeah I was like okay so the love I've been looking for is something I have not been giving myself all the way so I need to make sure I do that so the ways that I have been extending grace and patience and gentleness and love to others even people who don't deserve it and forgiveness i need to get that to myself excuse me let me take a sip of my um moringa hot cocoa it's really good by the way which i'll put y'all on moringa hot cocoa okay excellent i'm jamaican you know i love anything moringa honey give it to me um I am pro Moringa all the time, all the way. So, yeah. So, I feel like that was huge for me because I was like, wow, okay. I am definitely going to make this solitude period a period of intentional self-love and intentional, um, you know, changing my mindset, reframing my mindset about a lot of things. Right, so that was big for me to touch on, by the way, because that really was a big shift for me this week. I really enjoyed that. Shout out to Sahara's Living. That was a beautiful meditation, right? So back to ways to distress our life, right? So walks in the park, anything that really just allows you to take that energy that you build up on a day-to-day basis and release it. Pray by the beach, um, walk on the beach, exercise. Any way that you can transmute an energy, I feel like if you practice that on a day-to-day basis, really is so, it's so helpful. It helps you learn how to manage stress way better. Uh, and not only does it help you manage stress, it also helps you with your manifestation, you know, and in learning how to make the best out of anything. You know, how to make lemonade from melons, not melons, from lemons. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like for me personally, when I do have stressful days, it is imperative to me to not sit in it. I have to find a way to transmute it. So, I try to exercise. I try to walk it off. I try to take time to myself, be in nature. I have to find ways to transmute that energy because I don't want it living within myself because we all know that. You know, if you're into holistic health and into spirituality, we all know that when you create stress or when you have stress and it lingers in your body or trauma or anything like that, if you don't find ways to try to release it and transmute it, it does stay stored in your body, which causes illness, um, which causes, excuse me, which causes, you know, 
complete disarray in your aura, which then again creates issues with the things you attract. And, you know, it's very important to just make sure we're doing our spiritual hygiene routines on top of that to make sure, you know, we're we're staying aligned with the things that we actually want and we're doing the work for ourselves and we're, you know, not only cleansing our body, but cleansing our aura and cleansing our emotional bodies, you know, because we have many different bodies, you know, right? So also want to be keen on leaving energy in the spaces that they reside in. If work stress you out, when you walk out that door, you leave that stress in that workplace. Um... You know, don't bring it home to your family. Don't bring it home to your partner. Don't bring it home with you. Don't bring it in the car with you. Don't take it with you. I'm telling you. you we do have to learn to keep things where they reside. Let's say your partner is stressing you out. When you leave your partner that day and you go to work, don't bring that stress to your workplace. And I know it's easier said than done. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean don't think about it. That doesn't, that doesn't mean don't, you know... Don't try to solve it in a different space when you move locations. I'm just saying you have to learn how to leave the emotional energy kind of like where it's at, especially if it's negatively affecting you. Um, I'm not saying neglect or avoid fixing the situation because I'm never going to vouch for that because, you know, I feel like a lot of things can be solved through communication, period, Um, especially amongst partners or just individuals. However... Sometimes it's not, you know, some people are not willing to communicate or some people are just not willing to, um, you know, work with you on certain things. But for the most part, I feel like in those instances where you can't necessarily communicate at the moment, it's best to just find ways to check with the energy or know your limits, check back with things. You know what I'm saying? Because... If you take everything you deal with on a day-to-day basis to every space you go, that is really how stress kills. That's, it's it's really it's really crazy, actually, when you really think about how much we carry from place to place when a lot of things really should have stayed where they were. You know what I mean? Especially if they don't belong to us. You know, because I feel like we come across people, energies that aren't even ours, attitudes that aren't ours, moves that aren't ours, problems that are not ours, but we intake them, we digest them, and we we walk along with them. And, you know, I think for me currently at this point in my life, I've always been the friend that um, people come to to speak about their problems and things like that. But recently, recently, I had to stop being that, Um, especially if it was not reciprocal. If I felt like if I if I can't come to you about my problems um, to discuss, to get a perspective, I don't want to hold space to listen to yours. Now, that may come off selfish to some people, but hear me out. Let me explain, right? I, um, recently, I have always used the cup method, the cup philosophy, which is you pour into me, I pour into you. If I feel like you are not pouring into my cup, but I am pouring into yours, that is a problem. That's that's a problem. Because here's the thing. I used to have um, friendships where they would call me with their problems. And, of course, I listen, I soothe them, I give them advice. Because that's my friend. I care about you, right? And I don't want you going through those things. However, um, when it was time for me to need this, just that 
mental emotional support they couldn't provide that for me um and I know sometimes some people are just not in that space sometimes people are in positions where they genuinely don't have much to give as far as energetically and and you know I feel like that's just about us just holding space and patience for people because people do have times where they're just not in a space to really give or um to be able to hold space for another person there are times that you know we just have to be understanding of that right but if it's a consistent thing that's absolutely no absolutely no and you do have to realize when you are being treated like a wastebasket and I hate to say it like this but it's the truth you know if you're consistently having to intake problems and and be the quote-unquote therapist friend um you have to have boundaries you have to have boundaries otherwise you know especially if you're empathic you'll start to intake every single thing you're told every energetic thing you're told and when you have those moments where you are going through your own stuff and you're trying to process your own thoughts I make it very imperative to let my friends know I'm not in a space to receive them um, or their problems at the moment. Uh, and and I feel like that's a very important skill to, to do. And I don't feel like it's bad to tell people that you don't have the capacity to hold space for them right now. You don't have it. And it's not because you don't want to. It's because you just don't have it. And it's all about knowing ourselves, our limits. If I can't hold space for you, I cannot hold space for you at this moment. I'm I'm sorry, I can't. I cannot. And don't feel bad for it. It may feel bad in the beginning, I promise you it will. It will feel bad. I'm letting you know now, it will feel bad. <laughs> you will feel like, dang, am I being selfish? Am I? But no, you're not. Because if you have someone that just wants to dump on you consistently and you know that there's not going to be any reciprocal exchange and you know you're just going to feel the effects of having to find energy to give out to them when you don't have it yourself because your cup is not full that means that you're not supposed to be giving right now you know and that means you need to be giving to yourself right now that you need to be finding your source of um water your source of you know whatever you use to fill your cup that's your time period to really dive into yourself and you can't be things for people that you cannot be for yourself it's just not it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. It's the same way of if you're if someone's asking you for advice on a situation you've never been in before. Your advice is with good intention, but there is no basis of which your advice is coming from. So it really is, you know, slightly, you know, it's slightly, I'm not going to say it's not helpful, but it's slightly, you know, not necessarily something that they should necessarily listen to. Not all the time. But, you know, I'm big on taking advice from people who actually have been in the positions um, that you need, you know, advice for. Or, you know, things like that. I feel like it's important to think about stuff like that. Right? So, like, you're not going to ask a musician on advice about your health. Right? You're going to ask a doctor. Right? So I feel like we need to think about that more, too, when we're going for two advice for people. So back to this list. So, yeah, leaving energy in the spaces they reside. Um, if the energies don't belong to you, you know, leave them where they are. If they do, there's a time and place to fixate on the issue and to get back to it. Like I was saying earlier, 
another big thing for me, don't procrastinate, right? Because I feel like a lot of stress can also come from our own uh, habits, our daily habits too. So for instance, if we know we get stressed easily when we do X, Y, and Z, and we still proceed to do it that way, instead of trying to find a way to, you know, find a route or a routine that alleviate stress and benefits what we're wanting for ourselves right so for me one of the biggest things was to stop procrastinating if I know something needs to get done and I know if it doesn't get done it's gonna stress me out but I'm just like okay I'm just gonna wait I have time I have time I stopped doing that because (laughs) I realized when I don't procrastinate and I just hem things when I you know especially before it's actually necessary there's so much preventative care. There's so much stress that I completely miss because I just took the time to just sit down for a second and just do the things I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Because if you wait for the last minute, I promise you, I don't know about y'all, when I wait, when I wait for the last minute to do something, it's like something occurs To just make me more stressed because it could possibly be a blockage or a problem. So for me, I don't like to procrastinate anymore. I used to be a big procrastinator. And my excuse would be, I'm just going with the flow of things. I just do things when I want to do them. And I'm still that way. But not when it comes to the things that are dear to my heart. Not when it comes to the things that I need to protect. Not when it comes to my business operations. Not when it comes to things that I really care about. I have to be crossing my T's, dotting my I's. I have to be on it now. Um, so yeah, things that I care about and that I, um, really deem important to me, I don't procrastinate anymore. I make sure I'm very intentional with those things because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what you don't water and nourish is not going to grow. And if you keep waiting until the last minute to really tend to something, it's going to catch on and it's going to, it's going to teach you a little lesson there. So I really, I learned my lesson with that. So I just, you know, I try my best to not procrastinate with things that I care about a lot, a lot, right? So, like, when you know you can limit your worries and your stress, make those things priority, you know, because not only is it good for you with things you care about, it's just good for discipline. Self-discipline is good for letting yourself know that you care about yourself. You know what I mean? There's a lot of ways to show yourself that you care about yourself and to remember that you care about yourself right because if you're handling things for yourself that you know you need to handle that means you're loving yourself to the extent that you're gonna make sure that you know you're there for yourself and you're gonna do what you need to do for yourself when it comes to i don't care if it's material things or things that you care about whatever it may be relationships things like that tend to the things that you care about don't neglect them you know what i mean And it's, you know, thinking ahead on things that matter to you is, it's beautiful. I feel like it's such a beautiful thing when you get to that point too, especially if you have had issues with um, not thinking ahead all the time and kind of just feeling like life is life when really it's just you procrastinating and not paying attention to what you need to pay attention to because you're distracted. And I can speak heavy on that because that was me. Um, (laughs) So... Yeah, find the ways because sometimes life is life and because you're not handling your business and you're distracted and you're being negligent 
towards yourself and that's that's real that's that's real 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 that's things that we have to think about before we just get upset with creator or get upset with other people we really have to check ourselves huge huge and that's another thing why rest is so important because it gives you time to think and reflect reflection is so important within our process of knowing ourselves and growing and healing and just being better people you know and growing up right like (laughs) growing up so yeah so this is the episode for you know using our rest as an act of resistance and knowing that our rest is revolutionary it's imperative we do deserve it we're not meant to be hustling and bustling and stressing and all over the place you know we do deserve to relax and you know with me my upbringing I've watched the women my family be very stressed they didn't have that support they didn't have that um they didn't have anyone telling them to to slow down and just give themselves what they deserve they were just always in hustle bustle mode so with me I feel like it's my life's calling to really advocate for that I'm all for slow, intentional living, baby. You know, I'm all for tuning into spirit, figuring out what aligns with you, following spirit, not following the way society tells you how to do things. I don't believe that things that are for us are necessarily things we have to fight for. You know what I mean? I'm very, very big on that. Very, very big on that. I'm I'm a big, big advocate for flow. You know, flow, baby. And I'm a water sign. So flow is important to me. Whatever flows goes whatever doesn't you know it just must not be it and that's not to confuse with if things get complicated or there are some blocks sometimes because you're going to experience that but I feel like you will know the difference there's a huge difference between a situation that occurs that you have to resolve versus a complete block you will know the difference I feel like with the block it's just something that just, just just completely makes you feel outside of yourself it makes you feel less of yourself it makes you feel out of alignment and I feel like you will know the difference you'll know the difference completely right so thanks for tuning in to today's episode and you know I hope you guys are getting your rest getting yourself time enjoying your solitude de-stressing on a daily basis de-stressing even if you can't do it on a daily basis you know because I know people are busy people have different kind of lives we live I want to encourage you to do it on a daily basis. Um, in the shower, close your eyes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Deep breaths for five minutes. You know, those things really change the trajectory of your day. And it helps you make better decisions when you're not stressed. You make better decisions. You're in touch with your intuition, which, you know, we all know your intuition can save your life at times. You know, it's, I think, really deep with things. So, yeah. So, get your rest keep your spiritual hygiene up to par remember it's your responsibility to stay connected with yourself and to tune into yourself it's your responsibility to to find ways to distress your life um and find what works for you you know what i mean so yeah thank you so much and again happy sunday happy self-care sunday hope you guys are having a lovely one rest up loving yourself take a nice bath you know what I mean? Just really settle into yourself. Know that you're deserving of that. You're deserving to rest. You're deserving to have a calm mind, a calm spirit, and to trust in the flow of, you know, creator and creation. 
that it's all working and conspiring for your greatest good. So that is all for me. Be sure to tune into the Instagram at the Self Love Witch Podcast. Don't be afraid to reach out. Um, I also have my personal Instagram there because I know I talk to a few of you guys on there. I don't mind. I love who tunes in. I love that we register on the same concepts. I love that we form a community. I love that we are experiencing the same things and we can reflect on this. So don't be afraid to contact me. And yeah, stay tuned for a new episode this week. Stay beautiful. Stay magical.